And welcome back, folks. I'm your host, Jude, as always, and welcome back to Sportsbox. Um, and today we have a fantastic Aftermath Week 3 edition for you guys today. But first, I would just like to say how thankful I am. Um, not just that we have NFL football back, not that we just have college football back, but the pure enjoyment I've gotten from watching these games. You know, you know, it's like, you know, one week can be a hit, one week can be a miss. But every week so far, and I, I'm not trying to jinx it, because I really hope week four is as great as these past three weeks have been, but every week has somehow gotten better. Now, I will say week one, to me, was still the best week we've had this season. But, 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 I don't think week two and week three are far off. I, I just think that, forget the ranking or whatever, every week there's been... 95% of the games have been exciting, and if not 100%, maybe there's the one game that's a blowout. Still, you know, you get to see a bunch of touchdowns for one team, you know, right? Unless you're on the losing side of that team, then I'm sorry. But it's just been amazing. I mean, it's truly, I, I, I don't think I've ever experienced this type of stretch where week after week, there's just been so many exciting games. And I talk about it with a buddy of mine, and it... It's like you, we could talk on for hours about it. We could talk for hours about every game because of just how exciting the games have been. I mean, it, it, you know, as as a football fan, and obviously I'm I'm a Cowboys fan, so it's it, it's been a good start to the year. But just as a football fan, besides whoever I support, it's just all these games have been great. And so so that's that's kind kind of how I wanted to start this podcast because I felt like. I haven't done it enough justice to appreciate just the greatness that this game brings to us. And so I felt like I should reciprocate my thankfulness to the game. But anyway, let's get into Aftermath Week 3 edition. If, you, if you're if you new to the, the show or if you're new to the segment, welcome aboard. But obviously in Aftermath, we kind of just do our few reactions, not really overreactions, just reactions and pure takeaways that we got from that week. And obviously Week 3 just ended up with a crazy Monday night game, but we'll get into that a little bit later, but I'm going to start with obviously I think the hot topic and I, and I think it needs to be talked about. And honestly, I can make a whole different podcast for this, but rookie quarterbacks. Now this list mainly includes Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Jones, and Zach Wilson, because obviously Trey Lance, while he has two touchdowns registered in the stat book, you know, he he hasn't really started a game, nor has he really played more than a drive or so in a single game. So I can't really throw him into this category because, honestly, he's probably been the best QB we've seen. But Mark Sanchez brought up a really good point, and I think, it's, I think it needs to be something thought about for, you know, for years to come. Because in the past few years, we have seen... A majority of these guys in the first round, a majority of these quarterbacks in the first round just never get to what people thought they were going to be. Now, in some cases, it's been on the quarterback, without a doubt. There's been some cases where it's like, that's on the quarterback, he needs to do better. But in a lot of these cases, we've seen these teams, and remember, the teams that are picking high, right, they obviously weren't very good last year. So when you draft a, a prized possession and you don't really have a team around him, well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to do well because you re- really don't have a foundation around him. 
And obviously you couldn't flip it and have the best teams draft these quarterbacks because then that would just be unfair with the great arm with the great collegiate career that that person had and then going to a really good team that just wouldn't work, right? So Mark Sanchez basically was saying it used to be where, you know, you, you draft the guy in the first round and then, you know, you, you have him sit a year or two and then you throw him into the fire. But when you throw him into the fire in year two, year three, he sort of understands the playbook. He understands the NFL defenses. He understands what he should be looking for before before snap. But now these guys, I mean, now it's the expectation. If you're drafted top 15, I mean, if you're drafted top 32 in the NFL draft and you're NFL and you're quarterback, you're probably going to start. You're probably going to start. And we've seen already the impact that it's done to these just four quarterbacks. I mean, Starting with, obviously, the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Well, he's been anything but good. I mean, I, and I'm sorry to say, but he really has. I mean, he's already thrown seven interceptions in his first three games. And as much as I want to blame Urban Meyer and the, the, the awful job he's done down in Jacksonville, I can't blame him for all these Trevor Lawrence interceptions because, honestly, these are just bad reads by Trevor Lawrence. And, and I'm not saying that Urban Meyer has no responsibility for the poor play of his quarterback and the poor play for the offense because he has plenty of responsibility on him. But I do think that, you know, with a with a not-so-great offensive line, you don't really have a true number one. Marvin Jones, he's been all right. You got LaVishka Chenault. He really hasn't shown up in these past three weeks. Um, and you have James Robinson, who, you know, he was, he was fantastic last year as an undrafted rookie. But we really haven't seen that same James Robinson we have seen the prior year. So, he Trevor Lawrence is just struggling a lot. And in this game, especially here versus the Cardinals in Week 3, he had 219 yards, one interception, um, and two touchdowns. I mean, I'm sorry, two interceptions and one touchdown. So, he really just did not have a great game. And then... Moving on to the second overall pick, you have Zach Wilson. He's thrown for 160 yards, two interceptions, and he was sacked five times and had a 19.5 QBR. Justin Fields, obviously the talk of the town, and we're going to get into him in just a little bit, a little bit more, I, w- I would like to say. But he only threw for 68 yards, had a, a 4.0 QBR, and was sacked nine total times. I'm going to get into that in just a bit in another, another topic we're going to talk about. But the trend is these quarterbacks are just not producing. And, and I can't really blame these quarterbacks. Yes, the interceptions, those are bad. But at the same time, they're being thrown into these situations where these guys are just coming out of college. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to read a certain defense. They don't know all this stuff. And you can't expect them to pick that up in just one offseason. You can't. So I, I, think it's, I think it's something that teams... In the future, if you draft a guy, I, I I don't know if it's the best option to start him because you might just burn him out two or three years down the road. Now, the next topic I want to talk about <laughs> is a good one. Man, I, for a New York fan, it must be tough right now. I mean, unless you're a diehard Yankees fan and you do not care one bit about football, you're probably living lavishly. But, I mean, I'd imagine every New York fan is either a Jets or... Giants fan, and I'm, I'm taking out Buffalo of this equation because, you know, obviously it's northern New York and, you know, they're doing pretty well. So I'm not, I'm, I'm taking them out of this conversation. 
But the Giants and Jets combined for a total record of 0-6. 0-6. They have not won a single game this year. A single. Starting with the Giants. I mean, I just, I I don't see any rhythm. I I, I don't see any rhythm. And as crazy as it seems, Daniel Jones has been a bright spot on the Giants. (laughs) He has. I mean, these past two weeks, take out the first week, right? He didn't have a phenomenal week. But the past two weeks, he's actually done what the Giants could have asked for. It's been the team around him that really has not done their job. Has not done their job. And that's where I don't see the rhythm come in because the offense just looks stagnant. Not shocking. They're under Jason Garrett. And the biggest guy is Saquon Barkley. I mean, he had 16 carries this week for 51 yards. He had a touchdown. It was a one-yard run. So not a phenomenal touchdown, but a touchdown nonetheless. I just, Saquon doesn't seem like the same guy to me. And then with the receivers, I hate to say it, but Kenny Galladay can't be a number one. He hasn't shown me any reason to believe that he is. And and to me, I never really liked the signing coming in this year for New York. I thought they could have maybe gone a different direction. Look, Kenny Galladay already is 74th in target separation. He averages 1.3 yards of separation. 1.3 yards of separation. This guy is not getting open. He is not getting open. Sterling Shepard is the number one right now, if you ask me. He is the number one. He's leading the league in receiving yards. And he's been the only guy that I could look on that Giants receiving core and say, yeah, that that guy's been very good. He's been reliable. And obviously, he's hurt. So we'll see what his status is. But I can't say the same about Galladay. Darius Slayton hasn't showed up. And like I said, Saquon Barkley, to me, hasn't looked the same. So right now, the Giants, they're going to struggle, and it's going to be a long year for the Giants. And, you know, it's tough to say because this has been a team that, you know, looked promising when Odell was back with the team. Eli was still kind of slinging the ball. Obviously, they had rookie Saquon. This team team was legit. I mean, they made the playoffs for goodness sakes. They they were toe-to-toe with the Packers that year. And now they're here, and... I, I think Daniel Jones, I like he's been great. <laughs> I, I that's my problem is like I can't say, well, Daniel Jones has been bad. This is why the Giants aren't doing bad. Actually, Daniel Jones has been the best player on the Giants, but they're still doing bad. <laughs> and with the Jets, I I don't think I have to go much further with the Jets. I mean, the Jets have actually been worse than Giants. I mean, while the Giants don't have as much of a you know, they don't got any bright spots besides Daniel Jones, I would say. Um Man, it's going to be another long year for them, too. I mean, they're bottom three in the offense, in total offense. They're also bottom three in turnover differential with minus five. And their interception percentage is 6.7. I'm sorry. And, and I'm try, I am I really tried to look for a good thing that the Jets have done this season. But I, I honestly cannot find a good thing that they, that's happened. I, I, I can't. I can't. And it's because Zach Wilson has been thrown into fire with an offensive line that is below, below subpar, like not even subpar. They're, they're bad. You know, they lost Mekhi Becton. They don't have a running back. And Corey Davis right now hasn't shown up. I mean, they paid him all that money this offseason and he hasn't showed up. And their other receivers really haven't been there. I mean, James, Jamison Crowder, he's dealing with an injury. So they, they just... They're, they're battling all fronts. They're battling all fronts right now. And it's been very, very difficult for them to do much. Uh, quick shout out to Justin Tucker and Lamar Jackson for um, 
well, shout out to Justin Tucker. I mean, 66 yards is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a kicker been that amazing for that long. It's it it's just mind blowing, and it would seem like oh yeah sixty six yards like a casual person would be like yeah sixty six yards all right no sixty six yards is long, and for a guy to just bang that at the very end to win the game to win the game this wasn't just oh sixty six yards let me put my team up by twenty seven no this was sixty six yards. Let me beat the Detroit Lions in the final seconds. And I'm not gonna I'm not here to overreact about the Detroit Lions Ravens game because I think the Ravens always play to their competition. They're gonna be just fine. They beat the Chiefs last week for goodness sakes. I mean, come on, come on, come on. Let's not overreact about them barely beating the Lions. Um Miles Garrett, uh, I, I just a freak of nature. You know, there's a there's a clip I saw on Twitter where Miles Garrett, it it looks like he literally glitched across the screen but it was just how fast he moved it, it, it's insane if you can find the the, the clip I, I don't know the exact count but it was crazy how fast he was able to make just a move it it almost looked like it, he glitched the screen I mean it, honestly it looked like he glitched the screen um obviously he had four and a half sacks which is a r- franchise record in a single game and he's definitely going to break the single season record which is 14 without a doubt he's he has 5.5 right now we're only three games. <laughs> I, I don't see how he does not break the record. You know what? I'm going to save the Bears for another podcast because I, I think the Bears, uh, it's just the dysfunctional, uh, everything about it is sad. Matt Nagy should not be a head coach. I don't know why still on Tuesday, September 28th, Matt Nagy is still an NFL coach in the league. It's actually kind of sick that he still is. Um, look, the, the Bears right now... Uh, Preserve Justin Fields. That's all I could say. Don't don't put him out there and let him get sacked nine times again. Cause that because to me that's only that's only destroying his confidence. And you know, some Bears fans could say, well, don't pull him. You know, he needs experience. He's not getting experience if he's being sacked nine times every game. Think about it. I'm sorry, he's not. You you can't get experience from being sacked nine times every game. That 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 doesn't really just add up. I mean, do the simple math, guys. Come on, that doesn't add up. If you if you keep him out there, it's only going to destroy his confidence. And last major talking point I have is the Dallas Cowboys, man. And, and no bias in this last segment. No, no, nothing. Man, the Cowboys are rolling. The Cowboys are rolling. And look, the, the, the Rams are the best team in the NFC right now. And there's no question. Obviously, they, they had a, a great win versus Tampa Bay at home. Um, obviously, you know, Matthew Stafford played great. Cooper Cup, he's continuing to tear up defenses with just his phenomenal play. But the Dallas Cowboys, they they got something. They 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 got something. I'm not here to, to flaunt about their offense because I think we know the capabilities of their offense and we've seen it in the past three weeks. But what we've also seen in the past three weeks is this defense. And led by Trevon Diggs, I mean, it is way better than last year. Wait, like by my like by Earths, by Earths, it's better. Earths. It's better. So I, I don't want to go too far into it because I, I'm, like I said, I can make a whole different podcast on the Bears and the Cowboys. You know, that those are two separate podcasts. But I, I do think the, the Cowboys this year, they're rolling. And the schedule's, the schedule's light. They don't play a lot of tough teams till 
week 10, week 11 when they play the Chiefs. Maybe you could see the Broncos, depending where the Broncos are by then. But, I mean, with an offense that is top three, with no no question, and a defense that's playing, I'd say top 15, top 10 right now, Come playoff time, I know people are going to say, well, they have an easy division. They must win the division. I, I don't think, to me, the division matters. I think this team can run with the Rams. We saw it with week one against the Buccaneers. We saw what Dak can do. Um, this team's legit. I mean, this, this team is really legit. And another team that legit, to me, is, well, like I said, the Rams. But I think the Bengals are legit. And that's how I'm going to end this podcast. Call me crazy, but I think the Bengals make the playoffs this year. I, I I firmly believe, if not they make the playoffs, I say a nine-win team. I think this team is on the right path, but they still have to fire, fire Zach Taylor. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude. Sign off. Have a great day.